And welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast in Auburn, California. Bob Moffat, along with Chris Reeves, the head brewer, and Dean Roberts, the brewmaster at Knee Deep Brewing. Now, we've been meaning to come up here, and we've been talking to Andrew for seriously two years about being able to come up and make this happen. I keep running across knee deep at the Sacramento Rivercats game. I keep running across it at golf tournaments that I go to that I play and that are, you know, giving away whatever, helping out community causes, etc. And we just have never made it work. So today, Chris and Dean, very appreciative that we're here. And you've got four beers. I brought two. So we're going to try to not spend too much time on each one of them because who wants to listen to anybody talk for 45 minutes? It's kind of ridiculous. So we're going to start with first, Chris, tell me about the first one that we're going to try. It's five and a half. And also just while you're telling me about that, then tell me just a little bit about the operation here and where you guys are available. Sure. Basically no milk. Basically it's five and a half percent stout, milk stout. Basically we put lactose in it to kind of give it kind of a full body mouthfeel to it. It's got a lot of chocolate notes to it, black malt, and uh, coffee notes as well. So, I, I did not warn Andrew, and I, I should have said something, but we have a prohibition against the term mouthfeel. <laughs> Is there anything, any alternative that you would like to substitute? Density, maybe? Density. <laughs> Density. I like it. Carson City, the Fox Brewing there, has uh, they go with Volmundenkite. All right. Because it's German. All right. Rolls off the tongue. I like density. Just a little bit. (laughs) All right, we're going density. All right, so what's in it and what can we expect? Chocolate malt, lactose, super velvety, very, very dense. Velvety's Uh, good too. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, chocolatey, a little bit of coffee, and just a little bit of roastiness to it. So. All right, and where are you guys available? We're available in a lot of uh, stores Safeway, Rayleigh's, Costco, everything like that. So. The, this particular one is not uh, sold in cans or uh, distributed other than uh, draft, so um, you'll have to get this at, at your local bar. Okay. Is there a CO2 version? No. Or nitrous? No. no. Is there a reason for that? Uh, nitrous takes a lot of pressure, and we don't really deal with nitrous on our systems, so that's pretty much why we don't do nitrous here. So. Yeah, that's really, I mean, it delivers as promised. The bitterness is the coffee? It's the astringency of like the darker malts. You'll get a little bit of bitterness from the darker malts. We try not to get too heavy on the dark malts because it it doesn't take much to change the colors. So, And if you get too much, you'll get just get that drying astringency on the back end. So, yeah. It's got a little bit of a bitterness to it. What goes into that? The bitterness is actually the darker malts, the roasted uh, malts. You'll get uh, some astringency from the darker tannin or the malt tannins. The chocolate and the coffee flavors actually are derived from the malt itself. It's not any coffee or any chocolate whatsoever. So, If you could do nitro, would you? I love nitro. Nitro stouts are really nice. <laughs> I would. I, I've wanted to do it ever since I was here. So, Is that working. the next phase, hopefully? Maybe. Maybe. Well, this is super good without it. Um, and that's the... Uh, you know, when and when you have a milk stout, especially if it's on nitro, it's super smooth, super smooth, super creamy, and so it's it's uh, it's not really fair to compare the two. Right. The carbonation levels are a little lower on nitro beers, uh, but yeah, the the bubbles on the nitro are super small, so it's not as sharp on your tongue, and it's a lot softer. So it's it's really nice as far as the. I guess the, uh, I don't want to say... The consistency. <laughs> there you go. Very good consistency is nice. Right. Yeah. 
you know what? I, I like it. It's it's very drinkable. Um, it's definitely in the good to very good uh, category. Um, it's got that little bit of bitterness, which is I don't know. I mean, that's sort of intended, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's something derived from the malt itself. So yeah. Dean, do you want to say anything about it? Your I think thoughts? It, you like it? Your vote? I, I like it a lot. Um, I think it would be good on nitro, but it's just about convincing the boss to buy another tank so we can nitrogenate beers and then also dedicating a line just for nitro beers. But that would be great if we could do that. Hopefully one day. Hopefully soon. Well, hopefully he hears this and he'll be like, yeah, you know, that's a really good idea, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's number one. Let's head to number two, which is uh, an, int uh, an intruder. It's from outside. The Anderson Valley Barney Flats Oatmeal Stout. It has a, a bear with uh, antlers uh, drinking out of a pool. Uh, it has the uh, the sundial uh, cap. I believe it's 5.8%. Uh, there's not much about it. Oh, wait, on the other side there is. A classic example of an oatmeal stout, deep garnet tinted ebony in hue with a dense voluptuous mahogany head, aroma of fresh baked bread, toffee, raisins, dried cherries, and dark coffee. Creamy, rich body with pleasing dark malt and freshly toasted bread aromas, finishing roasty and dry. Chris, do the honor. So hearing that, I guess, what are you expecting or is there anything that you can think of that's similar to that description? I actually wasn't paying attention at all. Not a kid. That's all right. <laughs> that's what happens when I was I grabbing roll. glasses, but um, I have had this beer before. Um, I know I'm not supposed to say the M word, but I'm... <laughs> Thing is something very rich and velvety and uh, and dense and dense. <laughs> you are my density. Density. It's got a boy. They they promise fruit and they certainly get that right off the top. It's almost like wine. What are your uh, what's your opinion of of wine and beer combined? Are you a fan? I'm a fan. Yeah, I know. I like when Russian River does stuff like that with their barrel aging and wine barrels and they have recently mixed wine and beer in their barrels at the same time too um this one though it is pretty sweet they probably use a good amount of caramel malt in it um it tastes more i don't know like an imperial porter than a imperial stout but it's not an imperial stout it's just an oatmeal stout um it's good it's different wasn't like that first one at all. <laughs> but, but not as good as the first one, but I mean, they're a different style. It's a different oh, style. Oh, no, yeah. Definitely get all that caramel malt in it. The mouthfeel from the oatmeal, I don't oh. get it as... Or <laughs> the velvety density from the oatmeal, I'm not really getting as much um, as I would want with the label saying oatmeal stout, but probably could have used a little bit more oatmeal in it. Chris? Yeah, the um, the oatmeal stouts tend to be, in my opinion, a little drier or more stringent as far as, like, not as much uh, body to it. And it does seem a little thinner than the lactose milk stout, which is kind of the styles. You know, you got oatmeal stout versus lactose doesn't ferment, so it's going to create more unfermented sugars. So you're going to have a denser beer than the oatmeal stout. Uh, I'm not a super fan of oatmeal stouts. Like, Guinness is a traditional, and that's super dry and just, you know, not not my cup of tea. But this one is not too bad. Uh, you don't get a lot of chocolate. 
you get more just uh, kind of darker malts and roasty malts, but not a lot of chocolate. And so, yeah, but it's not overpowering. I'm, I'm getting all fruit and raisins and stuff yeah, and almost currants and yeah, it's it's great. Like a lot of Crystal 120 malt. It gets a lot of that raisiny, right. fruity, dried fruits. So I, so we give extra credit if you deliver as promised, and I think they have definitely done that with the promise of bread and toffee and raisins and cherries, and um, I'm not getting much in the way of coffee. Um, it's really sweet, and it's just not particularly fond of it. The rating system is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, or cat, as in would not feed to said animal. We don't give out many of those because we all like stouts and usually it's, it seems to be really tough to screw one up and for that we're very thankful. I'm, as far as my personal tastes go, this is a, a fair. I'd drink it if it were free, but I probably would never buy another one. I might go fair and then bump it up a little bit to good. If you like fruity stuff, if you like wine and beer combined, this would be an interesting experiment, I think, but I, I wouldn't go any higher than, than good. And I, 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 for me personally, it's, it's at fair. It's not the worst thing I've ever had, but I can't exactly highly recommend it either. Your thoughts? I'd, I'd rate it good. You know, as far as the style is concerned, I think it meets, meets everything that you would expect in an oatmeal stout for sure. But with the taste? Yeah, I mean the the kind of current or the raisiny taste, you know that, you know I've had a, the was it the uh, raison de trait from Dogfish Head, and uh, yeah, it's a little bit. yeah, it's not good. <laughs> this is not that for sure, but uh, yeah, yeah, I still think it's decent, decent. Okay, you? I'd say good. I also probably wouldn't buy it. I mean, it's just personal preference, but. There's no flaws in like the the beer is just not yeah not something I would be into. So between Dean and Chris, it's going to be a battle as to who takes it home. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next one is the I think we're going to go. There's a nine. You guys have a nine. Oh yes, percenter? we do. And that is the triple B's. All right. This, tell me about that. <clears throat> this we call it an American Imperial Stout, but it's kind of a Russian Imperial Stout. But we made it here, so. I call it an American Imperial Stout. Um, it has, oh, this one's yours. Sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> I almost started drinking well, it. That's all right. No worries. I was just trying it's to. the one on the far right. Yeah. There you go. All right. This was one of the first ones we made on our pilot system. It's nine and a half percent. We use chocolate. I also use dark chocolate malts. These are both malts. We did use a little bit of oats in it, a little bit of caramel malt, but it was mostly just dark chocolate malt chocolate malt and some roasted barley so it's more on the coffee roasty side than the milk stouts i'm uh, getting hops is that the barley am i mistaking are my taste buds deceiving uh, no me? i probably put a good amount of hops in it just to balance that because the it being such a big beer and a american imperial stout definitely needs hops so i believe we put cascade and centennial in it i think the ibus are about 50 on this one but yeah this one's just a big roasty something that you probably could put into barrels that would probably do well in barrels but we didn't have any barrels at the time so we just put it in cakes so if you're 
I mean, just as it strikes me, it seems like if you like hops and you like having those stouts that are finished with like an extra amount of hops, this would be good for you. Yeah, which is kind of what I prefer. So I that would explain why you made it that way. Yeah, I made it for myself. I didn't really care what anybody else thought. <laughs> All right, um, it's in, no, it's in, it's interesting, and the, I mean the whole you know the first time I ever had a, a, a Sierra Nevada an IPA. I literally spit it out across the room because I could not, my body was like, we will reject this and you will not try to bring any of this inside ever again. What do you think? Um, I think it's uh, pretty heavy on the roasted malts. You get a lot of that roastiness, the, the burnt or the darker uh, roast. Um, it seems like it almost outweighs the chocolate, but for an imperial uh, stout, it, it's pretty dry. It seems dry. and. Um, yeah, it's not super sweet or sickly sweet, but yeah, it's it's definitely drinkable at nine percent. You know, you could get in trouble if you keep on drinking one. You know, so I don't. I, I really, and the, the, as you said, the alcohol content does not come through at all. It's really super smooth. Um, the finish on it, though, with the hops is kind of off-putting to me but I know lots of people who like hops and for them this would be I think this would be really good it would be a it would be cool to have a stout that's also got a lot of hops in it and it has that kind of IPA characteristic unfortunately I'm not that guy <laughs> um, and that's why we like to have multiple co-hosts but we got one who got called away to Florida and one who actually has to work for a living and so he's not here and so pretty confident one of them would really appreciate this more than I would so you know given what you know what we know about it it delivers as promised I think it definitely is in the fair to good category but if you really like hops I think this is really this is this is something for you unfortunately it's not so much <laughs> but I've got confidence though I've got confidence in you for the next one all right we've got the other the other intruder is the father cog imperial stout which is an interesting name I uh, had not heard of this. It is from Beartooth Aleworks. And it promises almost nothing. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Coffee, chocolate, and roasty. 50 IBU, 9.5%. It's a black can with a uh, white side label that tells you what the California Redemption value is with the Father Cog in red lettering. I see, uh, who did the mural out there? Oh, the big one up in the front? Yeah. I'm not sure who did it. Do you remember who did it? It was, there was actually... It's a local artist, but I'm not sure the name of it for sure. But yeah, it just has all like the landmarks of Auburn, Dorado with the courthouse and then the Forest Hill Bridge. And, and then we're, we're a big fan of beer art. Uh, on the Stoutcast. So do you know who handles your the artwork that you guys do? It's like the labels and um, it's kind of a collaborative effort, but we do have, what's Tracy? I forget what her last name is. <laughs> this part, whole part's gonna get edited out like crazy. It's no, it's fine, she'll like there. it. <laughs> um, she does most of the artwork now, um, but it's kind of a collaborative thing for every new beer that we come up with the labels get kind of run through everybody and they all have their ideas and then something comes out of it. All right, let's try it. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of... It smells sweet. Yeah, fruity wine type. Uh, a little more alcohol on the nose. Yeah. And it 
It's a little bit warmer on the finish, the heat from the alcohol. But yeah, it smells sweet. Yeah, I don't know what I'm getting. It's like currants, or I mean, it really it's it reminds me of a that fruity wine kind of thing. It's a uh, this is not up my alley. I mean, this is like this is if you're again. Well, it's weird because I don't get the coffee, the chocolate, or the roasty. I mean, maybe a slight coffee like. The sweeter does like a certain coffee roast that had that sweetness to it, but well, sometimes when they're they go like this, then it turns out that the born on date is uh, you know somewhere in the uh, mid 1970s, <laughs> and I don't see one. Um, so that's uh, that's not exce- I'm yeah I'm not crazy about it. I uh, it's de- it would not it's not. Even I don't even know if it qualifies as a, as a stout as far as what I would expect. I'm well, everything that it says on it, I don't really get. But I I, I I'm gonna go. All right, I'll I'll <laughs> give it one more. I think this was it. Yeah, I'm I'm I'd go pour to fair. You. Yeah, I think also just the the alcohol that I get might be kind of too much and overpowering for the rest of the flavors too. But even the rest of the flavors aren't really doing it for me either. Yeah, wow, there's a serious burn now in the back of my throat too, which is like also not appreciated. Is kind of that aftertaste is not pleasant. Right. Do we think it went bad? It could be old. It could be a little bit oxidized. But, yeah, I don't know. It's not my choice. We can always hope. Well, it's that's man. That's the point is to warn people. Um, Yeah, anything good to say about it, Chris? I mean, if you like sweet chocolate, I I think I pick up a lot of that sweet chocolate on there, um, which you know could you know if you're drinking a whole pint of this, could get kind of tiresome on your stomach, you know, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely a little hot, uh, alcohol wise. Um, and like you said, the currants and the kind of, kind of, you know, stone fruit flavors to it, not really concurrent with what, what it's trying to, trying to portray here. All right. Excellent. Very good. Good. Fair, poor cat. I'd say it's fair, you know, but. You're a kind and benevolent dictator, aren't you? I am. (laughs) I definitely am. All right, let's move away from this as soon as humanly possible. All right, and then uh, and then we finish with the last two yeah. or three from we you have, guys. Dean? There's two more. We have our raspberry mocha cream stout, and then we have our pastry stout, which is a chocolate, coconut, caramel stout. But, yeah, we can do the raspberry mocha cream. I think that one's 6%. 6%. So uh, we had a mocha cream stout that was actually Chris's recipe that we – been making over the years um same recipe except on this one we added raspberry puree to it after fermentation so um it's like a raspberry mocha coffee drink it's got that sweet finish i don't have mine all right chris you're the grandmaster of this uh what was your uh, what, were, what was your thinking going into it and then what did you think about adding 
raspberry puree. And were you singing a Prince song while you were at it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would have been a good idea to call it raspberry puree, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> if you never need any marketing help, just let me know. I'm here. It's a small fee. Right. Yeah, uh, this was one of my homebrew recipes uh, before I started here. Um, and, uh, you know, they wanted to do it on a somewhat annual basis, and then they wanted to put the raspberry in it. To be honest, I'm, I'm not a big fan of fruited beers. Um, especially when it comes to my beers, but you know. Um, we got a lot of fruit in this flight. <laughs> right. I don't think it was a plan, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but um, you know, the, the, the raspberry comes out uh, with a little bit of uh, chocolate notes on the back end, so, sort of like one of those little cherry chocolates you get at uh, cordials that you might get at the holidays. And a lot of people like it, but you know, I'd rather just we have We actually those. released it during the holidays, so it came out like right before Christmas, yeah. so. It's kind of why it's it was made. Do you like raspberries? Yeah, I dig them. You sure? I did. Was I was like non-committal. <laughs> right. Yeah, I like. Uh, I I li I just don't like the seeds in them, obviously. But you don't get seeds. That's in good. Them Thank for you sure. for taking those out. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, um, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. And if you love if you love raspberry, this is. This is the beer for you. I've, I don't think I've ever had one that that had that had raspberry in it like this. I have had raspberry. Uh, I think with the previous episode, I think we had one that had some raspberries in it. Unfortunately for me, I'm not a big raspberry fan. I have a fascinating story though about raspberry uh, infused donuts. Mm. So yeah. the, the Moffat family wagon, which is a '69 Buick Lesabre, got stuck. Was we were trying to make it up a hill in the snowstorm. My dad didn't want to put on chains. It was like, hey, if we go faster, we'll make it, right? Yeah, well, after the second try, we got stuck in a ditch. <laughs> and we had to walk home. And halfway home, I was four, holding dad's hand. And I'd go, boom, there goes dad, because he just hit a tree, which fell across the road and we didn't see. So by the time we get home, then we get a raspberry, raspberry uh, jelly donuts. That's the only kind of raspberry I like. <laughs> Real raspberry. But this tastes just like raspberries. And if you love raspberries, this is like, this would be... I kid you not, probably very good to excellent. For me, who doesn't like raspberries, <laughs> it's it's a fair. So what do I do with that? And this is these are the moral quandaries we have on the Stoutcast is when we run into something which nails what was planned, but the idiot holding the microphone, which is me, um, is like, yeah, not man, not down for the struggle. But I appreciate it. I really do. It's in the difference is like I know that you intended to do this, right. and so. Well, Chris. Intended sorry, it, Chris, Chris intended it just to be a mocha cream style. Right. So it was more of that coffee with a slight creaminess to it. We ruined it with the raspberry. Oh, gotcha. How does it? I mean, does this is this popular amongst the uh, the ladies? Yeah, I think it. I mean, it is. Not to disparage the drink. <laughs> I mean, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A lot of people like it in the tap room. Um, I hardly ever drink it. I don't think I've... I might have had half of one when it first came out back in December, and then... This so you guys are big fans. <laughs> and this I is the second have, time I have had it. We have, like, one pint a season, you know? Yeah, yeah that's about it. <laughs> it's kind of like eggnog. There's only so much you can have. Exactly. And you're just like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Got that out of your system. All right. 
Um, it's really interesting. I, 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 I love the effort. I love what goes into it. I think you did a great job at it. Um, I'm just not ever going to buy it. <laughs> All right. Well, and the last one. So this the, is the best for last. Um, it depends on who you are. Well, <laughs> do, judging by what little you know of me, what do you think? Is it going to be the best for last? Let's have, let's hold a good thought. All right. What do we got? <laughs> so it's our it's our pastry stout that everybody's making these days. I didn't want to make it. <laughs> Again, a big fan. <clears throat> but so it finishes very sweet. But it's chocolate. We used a bunch of chocolate malt. We used cacao nibs in the fermenter. I added that post-fermentation, like when you would normally add dry hops. We added the nibs. And then we added fudge, caramel, and coconut. Or actually, I added some coconut to the fermenter and to into the boil, too. But then we added fudge, caramel, and coconut. It was actually Mexican caramel, like the Dolce de Leche, um, all to the beer after it was done. So, and it finished with the very high gravity. So there's a lot of sweetness and there's a bunch of lactose in it too. So I'll say one thing for you guys. When you put a flavor in a beer, you don't screw around. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is, it's in there. And I mean, the coconut, I'm going to have another poll here in a second, but the coconut is like the one the thing that comes out first is that sort of well actually you no, it kind of comes in waves there's kind of like a caramel chocolate coconut maybe caramel chocolate is what comes first and then the coconut i'm like what in the world is that and then that's that's pretty cool much i normally prefer to be light-handed on adding flavors but then the salespeople say well it says yeah, raspberry, or it says coconut, chocolate. I, that's all I want to taste. And it's like, well, don't you want to taste a beer too? So this one I made for the salespeople that were asking for this super sweet pastry salad. It's like, okay, you want that flavoring, I'll give it to you. Chris, your thoughts? <laughs> well, these pastry stouts are generally like super sweet. So if you're not into like the rich coffee flavors, this is your jam because it's going to be so sweet that you know it's it's like a dessert beer um people like it because you know either they don't like stouts generally and they want you know something to drink that's fun because uh, it does have a multitude of flavors and it does hit you in in different different spots you know it, it's good i i i like it but only if i was like end of the night you know kind of it's seriously just a dessert kind of situation so uh, it's almost like i get the taste like it was one of the seas candies that i picked up and took a bite out of and i was like and then like put it back and <laughs> one of the ones that had too much coconut in it because i'm not really a big coconut in my candy but it's like it tastes like a seas candy that with the the caramel and the chocolate and the coconut that's what it tastes like to me yeah, I'm with you. I got to tell you, I like this a hell of a lot better than the Seas Candy Coconut because I, it's kind of the same response as it was with the first IPA I ever had, which was not a positive um, action. But no, I mean, I like it's to me, it's balanced. It comes at you in waves. Um, you deliver what's promised. Uh, it's full of flavor. If you love coconut, you're going to love this just like the raspberry. 
Um, I probably like it a little better than the raspberry, but I still, I mean, that's just a personal preference thing, and that's why it's dangerous having one host. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that you guys are kind of like pitching in and like, hey, yeah. <laughs> um, so for me personally, not liking coconut, I'd say it's, I'd actually say it's good, which is considering I don't like coconut, I think that's a, I think that's a, a job well done. Um, if you like coconut though, I'd say this is very good to excellent. Um, and same, really same with the raspberry. Cause I mean, it's there, it's a stout. I'd say this is a little better than the raspberry just because I think there's more stout here and less adjuncts. And the raspberry is like all raspberry and then a little beer in the back end. Um, and once again, the moral quandary of someone who doesn't like the main ingredients is like, it's difficult to, it's, you know, we struggle to be fair and all we're trying to do really is impart information. So what an interesting group. Yeah, I was talking about the beers, but you guys are pretty interesting too. <laughs> Um, where do we find these? Actually, all of these you can only really get in the tap room because three out of the four are ones that we brewed on our pilot system, which is just tap room. It may be some local bars you might be able to see it in, just depending on if some of them got them or not, because they're our rare special edition one-off kind of beers. So besides the no milk, that one um, you could probably see more than the rest of them. Um, and then what's at the uh, River Cats game? The one that's in available in mass marketing packaging. The Stoutello, is that <clears throat> that one? If it is, it's uh, our chocolate hazelnut stout, milk stout. Um, I didn't pour that one because it was just another flavored stout that I probably prefer the least out of all of these. So, <laughs> fair, fair enough. All right. What a great trip it's been to Auburn, California and Knee Deep Brewing, the forest house you guys provided. I mean, really, what an interesting array of, of flavors uh, and definitely unlike anything uh, that we've tried before. And we're we're inching up on, I think, 175, something like that. So so nicely done. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for coming up. Uh, so uh, the last one there, that's Dean Roberts. He's the brewmaster. And then the other one is Chris Reeves. He's the head brewer. And I'm Bob Moffat. Thank you for joining us for the Stoutcast uh, episode here in Auburn. And want to remind you that if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or Podcastify or Google Play or oh, there's like three more. But anyway, wherever you listen to podcasts, if you're listening there, great. Thank you. But... If you go to the website, stoutcast.com, we have a beer list, we have a best of list, and then we have each one of these episodes. It's broken down by the beer, what's in each one of the beers, and what the guest hosts uh, think about it and what goes into it. It gives you a little better idea of what you're getting as you're uh, standing in the line at the Piggly Wiggly. So, <laughs> once again, gentlemen, thank you, and we'll catch you next time on the Stoutcast at stoutcast.com. <laughs> <laughs>